to who we are as men. You have men that have purpose. You have men that have missions. And you have men that have mantles. And I understand that I have all three. Yes. And I said for this reason that I have gone through great trials. Yeah, and turmoil. I've gone, gone through great stress. I've gone to, uh, through great trauma. And once I understood that, it allowed me to even appreciate what my father didn't have. Mm. Or what he didn't give you. Exactly. Because now I don't have to live with these expectations because he doesn't have the capacity to give it. But now I live in the expected place of being not what I wanted him to be, but being the best version of myself. Talk about it. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. Hello. My name is Nema and I'm from Zambia. So I love the Dear Future Wifey podcast. For me to see people being so real, so honest, and so true about the real situations in life. Hey, I'm Natalie from Belgium and I would like to, to say thank you. I value your content because it is Christ-centered. You have set a standard in love. Dear Future Wifey Podcast has um, opened my understanding. I highly recommend that everyone, whether you're single, you're married, you're divorced, you're widowed, everyone to go follow this podcast. Continue with me as I discover, uncover, and recover love. I'm Latera R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Latera R. Whitfield. Listen, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, what are you doing? Stop shacking up with us and subscribe. And make sure you hit that notification bell so you'll be notified when we release upcoming videos. And share this video. Let this video go viral. The world needs to hear this talk because it's going to be a very impactful one. Uh, so without further ado, this brother... You've seen him on the podcast before, season one. Uh, his video was the first to hit 100,000 views. Heal, brother, heal. And uh, today, we're going to go ahead and do the second installment of that. Uh, this guy has been taking the nation by storm uh, as a black mental health therapist. Uh, you've seen him on a lot of shows popping up all over the web. Uh, the brother's just doing the doggone thing. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homie. Jay Barnett. Mr. Whitfield. What's happening? What's up, my man? What's brother, up, brother Barnett. Man, Brother Whitfield. No, I'm calling you King, my bad. King Jay Barnett. Man, Mr. King <laughs> Whitfield. Say, <laughs> so, hey, man, you've been out here doing, doing the doggone thing. Man, dude, it's, man, it's been a blessing, bro. It's bigger than a blessing. It's been a miracle. <laughs> God, God has been anointing the work of your hands and it's just been just blowing you up and uh, it's good. It's good. Man, I'm just I'm bro, I'm just so humble, man, and just blessed. Uh it, it, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, we talked about it on the first segment. Um is just seeing him keep his word. Okay. Um and you know, for for those that you know, kind of uh, uh, follow me on the the first part of the the Hill Brother Hill, and I was sharing my story, how God told me that He would restore me, and 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 how He would uh, give me back that the enemy, everything that the enemy took, um, 
He, I mean, man, I, I just can't even put it into words. <laughs> because man. You, 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 there's no way to fathom what, what no. this has become. No, it hasn't. Yeah, even with the even the first conversation that you and I had where we connected on the level of uh, our experiences, and right. then we sat down and we just talked. Like, we yeah. never, there was no way we would think that that episode would just permeate the hearts and minds of people all over the world, yeah. men, women, uh, especially the brothers, because that's what it really – you know, it's hard for men to actually say that something touched them. Yeah. And so with a lot of brothers, they were so impacted by the episode. And um, gosh, I mean, yeah. did you really think that that was going to blow up like that? Man, I did not, man. Um, I think after, you know, because I didn't watch all of the episodes. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you released it, I watched kind of bits and pieces of it. And then I think after it reached 20,000 and it just kept going up to 30,000 and, and you was like, man, I think this is going to hit 50. And I was like, oh, wow, man. And then I was reading the comments, man, and, and, and it's not only just were the men, the brothers, man, but the women yes. were um, connecting to the, the message and, and connecting to the interview as well. And then... Yeah, I think when it hit seventy five thousand, you was like, "Bro, if this thing hit a hundred thousand, man, do a celebration, we'll do a celebration." And it was one of those things, man, that I think it was just a perfect time. It was a perfect storm. Yeah, and I think what it was was something that God foreshadowed that it was to come, man. And I had no idea that after that video release and 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 all these different things, man. My client list went up yeah. like crazy. Yeah, people kept calling up to the uh, to the office saying, "Man, I speak to Jay Barnett. I saw him on the Dear Future Wifey podcast." <laughs> you kept saying, "Man," you said the the owner of the uh, talk about that. Talk about what happened. So I, I get into work, man, and the uh, assistant director who is in charge of all our scheduling, man. She says, "Jay, what happened?" <laughs> So they didn't know that I had did the podcast, yeah. right? Because most of the stuff that I do out of the office, man, I just kind of do it and just kind of keep it moving. And I said, what are y'all talking about? They said, dude, we have 50 people waiting on you. We have 50 inquiries, uh, and most of them, the majority of them were men. Wow. And I have brothers from all over, brothers from Chicago, brothers from New York, brothers from Virginia, from California, man, that was on our waiting list. And and it, it was one of those things where I had to really make a decision uh, because, you know, I have my own uh, coaching and virtual counseling program as yeah. well. So that was blowing up at the same time, the stuff that I had going on in, in office. And so I was able to balance it out. But, you know, for about a month and a half, man, we had about 40 persons waiting list. And Every week, I would take at least two to three new clients off the off the waiting list. Yeah, off the waiting list. You still man. haven't gone through that, then? That no, they're still no. waiting. Yeah, yeah. There's some people still waiting. There's some people that my uh, colleague uh, took on, and so it, it's just been nonstop, it, been, been crazy nonstop, <laughs> man. And 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 then I connected with Taraji, and yep. and and uh, we, we did the Breakfast Club, and then that thing just took, took off. Yeah, so it's just been, man, it's just been one It's been nonstop, and we did that, what was that, last July? Was yeah. that in July? Yeah, that yeah. was last July. Yeah, and it's just been nonstop for you ever since. Yeah. You yeah. just did her, um, what's her What's her Facebook uh, watch show? Uh, Peace of Mind. Peace of Mind, yeah. Yes. You just did that last week. That dropped last Wednesday, Yeah, and uh, to date, it's at 2.4 million views. Yeah. That's astounding. Crazy, bro. In just a matter of a few days, 2.4 2. 
million views. I, I can't even. I haven't even gone through all of my emails, and I haven't gone through all of the uh, Facebook messages, the Instagram messages from classmates, from teammates, man, from teachers, uh, old high school <laughs> teachers. Like, oh my god, oh my god! I always said you was so gonna never amazing. be nothing. Now look at you, done made me a liar. So uh, <laughs> it was funny because my godmother. Um, I lived with my godmother actually for a few years when I was in Houston. When I first started traveling and really uh, pursuing uh, the speaking thing, and uh, and it's funny because the gym that I was subleasing at because I had like a sports performance training business that I was working with athletes I when I was in Houston. That. That's dope. So I worked with so many pro athletes, but uh, in Houston. But during that time, she texted me and she said, "I remember when I used to come into the gym and everybody used to bring you their problems." <laughs> And she said it was almost as if God already had you moving in that direction as a therapist. And it was. Are you talking about that's before you were a therapist? Yeah, that was before I was a therapist. People would come up to you and talk to you about their problems at the gym. At the gym. At the gym. And one of the things was that I was such a trusted space then and I didn't know it. And people would trust me with some of their their deepest, darkest secrets. And and, and just to see where I'm at now, man, it's, it's just. It's, it's mind-blowing because I believe all of this happened, man, was just an uh, act of obedience. There it is. An act of obedience. And as I talked about on the, the, the uh, part one, Hill uh, Brother Hill, and I talked about what I went through in my breakup, and I talked about, I mean, and, and it was funny because I, I was thinking about it as I was driving over here. I said, man, I can remember, bro, people were in my DM oh, man, this woman is going to end you. This woman, I mean, she's coming for you. I mean, I, I can remember that, man. I can remember reading through messages and deleting them because I'm like, man, but these people don't even know what happened. And these people, are, I mean, just saying all types of stuff, man, yeah. that I was just like, and I can just remember God saying, don't say nothing. And I was That's the hardest Canada. thing. That's the hardest man, thing to be listen. silent when you're being persecuted. I was in Canada. I just spoke because I'm, I'm not sure if I went into de- uh, details about this when, when when I was on here last time. And I can remember I was in my hotel room. I just finished speaking at a church in, in Toronto. And I go in my hotel room, man, and I literally fall to my knees, Letaris, and I said, God, you got to stop this. And he said to me, I won't. He says, this has to happen. And I'm sitting there like, man, come on, man, you got to be kidding me, bro. I cry like a baby. So tell me, why, so looking back, hindsight, why do you think that was necessary? Oh, it, it built me. It built me. I mean, I, I've always been a, a, a humble guy, but the humility that came with that broken and with yeah. that breaking process was just on a whole nother level. Yeah. Because what it w- See, what breaking does is breaking develops parts of your character that needs refining. Refining, yes, it does, boy. Man, it you better talk about parts it. of your character that needs refining. And there were parts of my character that need to be refined. Yes. Because I, I couldn't understand what God was doing because he saw where he was taking me. And he says, no, you have to. And i never forget this lady said to me, she says, Jay, your character has to be assassinated before you can be elevated. She says, your character has to be assassinated before you can be elevated. And she said, you're going to go through a period of isolation. You're going to feel isolated. You're going to feel as if 
No one uh, 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 can hear you. And that's what I felt. I felt like no one could hear me because I didn't get the opportunity to defend to myself. To defend yourself, to have your voice heard. And to have my voice heard. And when I thought about that, I said, man, man who wants to go through that? Yeah. And I remember at the end of 2019 going into 2020, never forget this. I wrote it down in my journal. And I have a journal similar to this one um, that you have here. As December the 31st at 10.30 a.m. 10.38 a.m. precisely. I remember that. So I'm in prayer. God tells me to look in the mirror and prophesy to myself. Mm, mm, mm. I've had those moments, Jay. Don't so, take me back there. Oh, God. So he says, look in the mirror and prophesy to yourself. So there's this tall mirror. I look in the mirror like literally tears are streaming down my face. And he said, begin to speak into your life. So the tongues came, and I began to speak into my life. And I didn't understand what he wanted me to mm. say. But he began to say, reveal, 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 restore, restore. I, so I got my pen, and I started writing. And he said, 2020 is the year of the great reveal. He said, I am going to introduce you to the world in the year 2020. He said, as you have been obedient and you stayed faithful, even when you did not understand it, because I did not understand why he had me being quiet. I did not understand the purpose of him isolating me because I felt like, God, you're picking on me. Yes. And he came to me. He says, what do you think Joseph felt? Come on. When his brothers threw him Come on. into the cave. And what do you think Jesus felt when, when he was wrongfully accused? And, and, and that goes back to, God, God, like that whole restoration phase of, of uh, what's the quote you said a while ago that you, about, uh, about the elevation? Yeah, your character has to be uh, assassinated, assassinated before, before you can be ele elevated. And and that's exactly what Jesus Christ had to walk through. Yeah. Um, before we get too deep into it, what we're going to do here is talk about what we're about to go into in this episode. Uh, season one, we well, season one episode, um, heal brother heal. We debunked some of the myths of masculinity, mm -hmm. where uh, boys were taught boys uh, men don't cry, boys don't cry. We talked about um, how we find our value in our sexuality. Uh, today, we're going to go a whole lot deeper in Heal Brother Heal too. Uh, so before we start, I want to just prepare the hearts and minds of men and women that will hear this episode by, by setting the atmosphere of prayer. So Heavenly Father, we come to you today right now in the name of Jesus, thanking you for the opportunity to speak life. And God, yes. whatever ever these the, the the people that are listening to this episode whatever they are going through god i i come against the, that spirit of self-doubt that that spirit of low uh self-worth the, the the spirit of feeling unworthy god we come against that spirit right now in the name of jesus and god we ask right now for you to heal those broken pieces we ask that you just infuse your love into their hearts into their minds and set the atmosphere for yes. them to be able to receive this episode today to change the trajectory of their lives forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Jay, we finna talk. Let's talk. Oh, we finna talk. We finna talk. Oh, we finna talk. Man, let me tell you something. I've been looking forward to having you back here. We did we did some lives and whatnot. And and um 
I believe that you have a special call in your life, not just in in the world of mental health, but just you know, uh, your your father's a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So so when when your when your your father sets the atmosphere, we find our identities in our fathers, and um, I believe that that's the anointing that you have on, over your life, and yeah. that God's just using you in a different sphere yeah. right now to uh, to change people's lives. Yeah. So that's powerful. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think, too, as my father has watched me ascend and in, into in, this space of mental health, um, it's also given him healing as well. Good. Because he's also been able to see um, how much he's impacted my life. Um, my sister sent him one of the messages that I, I, I was teaching and sent him an interview. And and and, 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 I, and I get it. My my dad is never going to be one to really communicate. Yeah, and be like, "Hey, like, good job, son." You like, I just nah, want you that's, to that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> but now he going to text and tell my sister all the great things for real. And, oh yeah. He, he, so he'll tell them, but won't tell you. It's a lot of triangulation, and that's a clinical <laughs> mental health where you got someone who's communicating to the next person. So, uh, and that triangulation is that. Anything that he wants me to know, he's going to go through my sisters. <laughs> and I've had to learn how to accept that and not really think different about him because it's just who he, yeah, is. Who he is. And I've learned how to um, appreciate it. But what I did was I text him and I said, I saw what you said, Dad, to, uh, to Candy about um, the video that you watched of me. And I said, when I look at who I am and who I am becoming and who I have become, I said, a lot of that came from you. Dude broke down. He said, are you serious? I said, Pop, you got to think. I am everything that you carry. I said, think about that. I am everything that you carry. I said, the wisdom that I've obtained the anointing on my life. I said, everything that you are is me. I'm, I'm you. And he said to me, he says, Jay, I always wanted to travel the world speaking and changing mm. lives. And he said, I never got that opportunity. He said, I got distracted and lost my way. And he said, seeing you get there, it's been a, a joyful moment. But he said, I also, I also feel like I miss my moment. But I said to him, I said, Dad, you may have missed your moment in the time, but you did not miss your moment because I'm carrying part of you. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. I said, I am carrying part of you. And that's legacy. And that's legacy. Because there's three different types of elements to who we are as men. You have men that have purpose. You have men that have missions. And you have men that have mantles. And I understand that I have all three. Yes. And I said for this reason that I have gone through great trials. Yeah, and turmoil. I've gone gone through great stress. I've gone to, uh, through great trauma. And once I understood that, it allowed me to even appreciate what my father didn't have. Mm. Or what he didn't give you. Exactly. Because now I don't have to live with these expectations because he doesn't have the capacity to give it. But now I live in the expected place of being not what I wanted him to be, but being the best version of myself. Talk about it. And that allows me to honor him. Yes. And here was the trip out thing, bro. 
I then turned around and paid tithes to him. Oh, he still has a church? He still has a church. He was shocked. He said, why, why are you paying tithes? I said, this is to honor you. Oh, God. I love to see the reciprocation of healing. It's like there's no way you could have done that before you were healed from that and no. before you understand the mantle and the mission and the mandate and the purpose that you have. It's after you understand that and you have this encounter with God, you go, he only gave me what he, 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 could, he couldn't give me what he didn't have. Yeah. And so I remember several years ago, I was 30 years old, and I went and sat on the side of my dad's bed, and I said, Dad, I forgive you. He said, for what? I said, for not living up to my expectations. I said, as a father, you were present in the house, uh, but you weren't present in my life. You were just a physical being in the house, but you never taught me how to drive a car. You never taught me anything about manhood at all. Uh, and because of that, I ended up fathering a daughter uh, before my 18th birthday. Um, and she was born the month after. And I said, and just a lot of decisions that I made trying to find my, find my way you didn't help me do that. And a lot of my friends were envious of me because I grew up with the father being in the household. But I said he had this unique ability of being present while being absent at the same time. Yeah. And uh, but I said, but I want to thank you because you were actually present. And the other kids that you fathered, you weren't present in their life or even there like you. They don't even know you. And then I said, and outside of that, you don't even know who your own father is. Uh, and through that healing that took place at 30 it, it birthed me at 42 this past Father's Day, going doing the work, my sister and I, on uh, discovering who my dad's dad was, who wow. was a pastor um, who passed away several years ago, but um, that's his dad. And then we were able to restore him to his brothers and sisters. Wow. A very impactful, impactful moment. My, uh, Man, that's beautiful, bro. I was, it was powerful. And, and what happens is, is that we have to get healed in order to heal others. Because you, can't, you couldn't do no work out here. The lives that are being changed through you, if you stayed broken and battered and, and mad and miserable, all these lives that right. you've been changing and helping yeah, would because, never come to pass. Because what, what, what happened, uh, Leteris, is that Heal people see different. Yes, they do. They see different. They hear different. They move different. But more importantly, they function different. Yes. And so in that, I have been able to create a space that I don't look for my father to affirm me verbally because I know that's not him. Yeah. However, my healing process has allowed me to give him something that his dad never gave him. Talk about so it. So I'm able to affirm him. I said to him, I said he he knows I love Bishop Jace, Miles Monroe, uh, all of these yeah. these, these great these men giants and gods. in the kingdom. Uh, my 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 uh, Bishop uh, Randy Borders. My dad knows that you know these men uh, have played significant roles in my life. But here's what got him. I said out of all of these men's pop, you have always been my favorite. Oh Jesus, bro, this man broke down and cried. He said, are you serious, Jay? I said, Pop, I watch you. And I'm, my eyes are watering yeah, out. I man. said, Pop, I watch you. No matter what was going on between, because what God, because see, when you get healed, you're able to externalize the trauma from the individual. Yes. You're able to externalize the event from the person. Yes. You're able to externalize what happened and what took place to separate the individual. Because, again, 
what was happening between he, he and my mother was issues that they had from their own unresolved childhood trauma. Now, was it projected onto us as a kids? Absolutely. But when I got healed, I was able to see though he had his shortcomings, he was still an anointed man of God. Come on, come on, talk about it. Though he had his mishaps, God had still placed his hands on him to do the work. This was still a man that God uh, restored full strength because my father was paralyzed for two months. Really? From neck down. He had a blood clot on his brain, and they went in and tobacco, into the back of his skull, and they were trying to shrink the tumor, and they hit a nerve and paralyzed him from the neck down. And God restored him full strength, and that was his testimony. So wow. in seeing that, I was able to separate my father from what had happened between him and my mother, and I saw because when he was in the pulpit, he allowed God to use him. He battled, and he was challenged with his own issues. Yeah. But I saw a man that poured everything out to what he do. And I said, Dad, when I go to speak, when I am serving as a counselor, therapist, or coach to individuals, I give everything. And I said, I do that because I saw you do that. I never saw him do anything half-assed. Never. That man always, he always preached like it was his last sermon. That's and good. when I brought that up to him, he just broke down like a baby. Because he thought that I saw him differently yes. because of what have happened. And I said, Pop, I did at one time. But when I got healed, and this is why it's so important for sons to heal. Yes. Because a healed son will help the father heal. You just said exactly what happened to me. When I, man, let me tell you something. That's exactly what I walked through this last summer for Father's Day. And I introduced my dad to his father by a poster that I created. And he never knew who his father was. And it took 72 years. Wow. My dad was 72 years old before finding out who his father was. And it, and it had to come from a place of me having to get healed. Because if, you, if you're not healed, you don't care. You'd be like, whatever. And the truth be told, I asked my dad earlier, I said, I said, Dad, uh, throughout the years, I said, do you wonder who your dad is? He's like, ah, well, I just don't, you know, I, I don't really care about that. You know, you can't change the past. You know, it just is what it is. And I said, I think you care. He's like, no, nah, I don't really care. Man. When I presented him with the knowledge of who his dad was and I had his brothers and sisters come out, it was it had the news there and everything. It, he had eight brothers and sisters that came out there. My dad was like a little kid. He was giggly. He was into his very my dad's life has been totally changed since that day. He's wow. been more present in our lives. He's been more present in my mom's life. He's just been like a totally different guy. And, and, and this side of the family have family Zoom calls, you know. I mean, it's a whole different, different world. They're very interconnected. And, and my dad just gets on those calls and talks and all that. And he just drove down there to go see um, his, his brothers and sisters. And then he went wow. to Houston to go see them. And then he, the, the, uh, my sister that lives in Houston, which I connected those two, he, 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 she only seen him one time in, um, in her whole life. 
until 2018, I said, you need to go be present in her life. And I, you know, I'm going to share a video that I'm doing this whole documentary about my dad. But this past Thanksgiving, uh, she called and said, guess what? Dad said he's going to come see me. You know what I'm saying? And in 2018, I introduced him to her and, you know, again, and took him down there and all that. And we had Thanksgiving at her house. But like you're saying, it's I had to get healed in order to heal my father. And that's what's so dope about it. <laughs> he texted me. The other day when he saw uh, the episode with Taraji and before he said how proud he was, he made sure to tell me how much of a fan he was of Taraji. <laughs> and he was like, oh, man, that's my girl. I said, dude, what about the episode? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, me and that's what we go to first. Like, he said, he, like, he, said, oh, he was like, oh, that's my girl, Cookie. <laughs> he said, that's my girl, I Cookie. Like, oh, cookie lies. Come on, man. <laughs> And but, you know, man, it's been a beautiful thing to see because what I always wanted was I know that God and and I would say this about my father. When I was seven years old, he bent down and told me once that he said, you're different, Jay. So it's it's five of us total. Um, We're six now that I have a, a, a younger brother. And my father said to me that you're different. And he said, you're never going to be like other kids. And he later told me, he said, out of all of my kids, all of y'all are good. But he said, I know you were chosen for something great and different. And that never left me. Even in the moments where me and him, uh, he and I wasn't talking and we wasn't seeing eye to eye. Because there was years where I didn't talk to my father uh, during high school and even some early years in college. Like he only came to you know, I was a four-year starter in college, and he only came to maybe two or three games. So that there was a lot of time that was lost. Yeah. And one of the things is just it's just been a blessing for me to get to the other side of the healing to allow him to see this version of me um, that I've become to where I am helping others. And he said, man, he said, Jay, I don't even – and he said this. He says, son, most of the time I don't even know what to say to you. Yes. Yes. And he said, he said, Jay, you've grown so much. He says, man, I listen to you speak. And he said, I'm just blown away. My mom told me the same thing. She said, I, she said, I watch you speaking. I just like God. I don't even know half <laughs> the stuff he's saying. She's like, yeah. she said, your 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 mind and and she always said, man, you you carry what your dad had, but God gave you a double portion. That's what happens. Discover, uncover. Recover Love with the new Dear Future Collection. The journey starts from within. Let your inner thoughts find freedom on the pages of this richly hued Dear Future Blue Sapphire Edition Genuine Leather Journal. It features a cross-stitched spine and luxurious cording to bind your deepest insights. A great accompaniment is the Dear Future Luxury Bamboo Fountain Pen. There's nothing more intentional than the writing process of a fountain pen. This is an elegant writing work of art. Join the thriving community of fountain pen enthusiasts and purchase one today. These exclusive items and more are available at dearfuturewifey.com. And so it's almost like the Elijah and the Elisha exactly moment. Is. And just before Elijah is ascending, Elisha 
it's, it's there waiting for the mantle to fall. And, and it's one of those things because I never thought about a mantle falling because in my mind, and I'm sure in yours, we don't want to be like our father. Yep, yep. I wanted nothing to do with the yep. man. I wanted to be so much better than him. But God said, you can't focus on being better than him because who he is is what you carry. <laughs> exactly. So, you start running from yourself. So you're running from <laughs> yourself. But then again, as I, as I understood what my father, my father dealt with rejection. He has seven brothers, so he's one of eight boys. And my grandmother told me that, you know, her, my dad was her favorite. My dad could sing, hell of an athlete. He started the football trend in the Barnett family. And then, you know, uh, my cousins and everyone else went on to be, um, be in the league. And my father just had all of these gifts. And one of the things that I think that my grand, grandfather realized early on that my father was something special. And he, I can remember when I was a kid that my grandfather would talk to my dad, man, like he was nothing. Wow. I mean, he would talk to him like he was nothing. And so as I matured, and, and, and I can remember even in grad school breaking down my family tree and doing a genogram and really looking at that communication uh, 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 style that they had and how it affected me and my dad's communication style. Because one of the things is, is that if you have a very tainted way of communicating with your grandparents, so on and so forth, that line of communication and that pattern of communication and dysfunctional pattern becomes uh, passed down into the other generations. So my grandfather never told my dad that he was good enough or that he was proud of him until he was on his deathbed. And so in that, it helped me to understand why it was so difficult for him to look at me because I carry his last name. I mean, I carry his first I'm junior. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, man, why don't this man love me? Why won't he tell me I'm good enough? Why won't he look at me and, and, and really say, like, son, I'm proud of you? And one of the things is, is that as men get healed in their heart, it's going to heal how they see the world. Yeah. It's going to change how they see the world. And once I got to the other side of that, my heart ached for my dad. Because I'm like, man, to have done the things, my dad was a gospel recording artist. Um, I mean, he was a powerful preacher. And, I mean, he preached all over, you know, Mississippi and, and, and Tennessee, man. I mean, just, and just to not have my grandfather to really echo those words that so I'm, I'm proud, proud. of. Because believe it or not, every man is looking for that. I don't care what level of success he achieved. He can achieved. be a multi, multi-millionaire on half of Dallas and Houston. <laughs> and if he has nobody that says, I'm proud of you, he'll keep fighting and searching for value. Yes. yes. Searching for yes. value. Searching yes. for words of affirmation. Words of affirmation is one of the most powerful tools that we have. <clears throat> That's why the for Bible, men. Especially for men. That's why the Bible says life and death are, are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it eat the fruit thereof. Well, it works both ways. If you assassinate a man with, with words, you can destroy him, just like you said you went through for those, you know, for that year of just being broken. Like, God, I just, I don't even want to live no more. Like, this is jacked up because of words. Because words, of words. did that to you. But words can also 
edify you that when people say, look at Jay, you're doing a doggone thing. I'm proud of you. Like, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, we got to hear that. That's the that's the water that that uh, helps our plants grow in our soul. Yeah. And, and especially for men, man, because it's something beautiful, man, when I call a brother king and and to have so many brothers reach out to me, even to date. Right. Man, I came across your dear wifey podcast, man. You spoke to me, brother. Yes. Thank you, man, for, you know, creating the space. I mean, I just yesterday, man, I, I just was hit with so many brothers says, man, you're an inspiration. Yeah. Uh, one guy says, man, I fell asleep. Listen to everything you had on, yeah. on, on YouTube, man. Can you put out some more stuff? Because when I can look at you as a man and edify you, says, King, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Uh, I think when you uh, you had something happen, and I said, bro, I'm proud of you, man. And oh, just, that, 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 that Good Morning America stuff. The Good that. Morning America thing. And to be able to do that because, see, when you can do that as a man, it's a reflection of what you've done to yourself. And until you have done the work on yourself. You can't, you can't, you can't glorify nobody. You, you can't edify nobody. You just be like hating on them. You be like, I don't see why. Well, what, so what make Jay so good that he can go into Raji's show? I'm just such, 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 such. That's why every time something happens for you, I hit you up saying, man, I'm proud of you. Man, look, I'm watching your followers grow. Right, man, you went, first yeah. you had 21,000. Now you got 27. I'm checking for you. Exactly. I'm always looking to, to, to see my friend grow in the thing that God has called you to do. So I'm always checking for you. I'm always encouraging you. And you know, man, it's beautiful because I, I was thinking about this yesterday when I was working out on the staff master is that when 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 men or individuals look at us right there's a level of confidence that we have that really has nothing to do with about the success what, the success it has everything to do with our vision yep it has everything to do with what we discovered from our work and from yes. our purpose because the vision Burst the confidence that a man carries. Yes. A man don't have a vision, he's not going to be very yep. confident. Yep. And so with that, since I have discovered my purpose and my work, I'm able to appreciate who I am. And as you've discovered your vision and your purpose work to where you tell stories so beautifully and so eloquently, I can appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And this is when you don't have to be in competition yes. with somebody because we all have our own uniqueness about us. And and how dope God is, is that uh, me walking in my purpose linked up with your purpose and and, and we both grew together. And we both, exactly, grew together. Because <laughs> had I not did the podcast, having gone through that hurt, had Jennifer not introduced us and said, hey, I got this, she texted me and said, no, she called me and said, it's a guy that I think you're supposed to meet. I said, to do what? I don't know. God just dropped them in my heart. I think y'all supposed to know each other. And then she linked us together. And then I was like, okay, I need him on my podcast. And then that, because I'm on this personal journey, as I discover, uncover, and recover love, you became a part of that process, uh, linked up with, with, with similar stories. And then we birthed this episode that's, that's not only healing me, but also healing people, women and men that watch the episode. And then that launches you to a whole nother dimension. And then it launches me. It's like yeah. we're all linked up together. Exactly. Because, I mean, it grew your, I mean, the <laughs> yeah. podcast where I remember you was like, bro, I'm like I'm like man, the subscribers are going up. Going I mean up. The, the episodes and, and and people like man, this dear future wifey podcast <laughs> is a lick. But it, it, it's it's beautiful, man, because what it allows us to do is to show other brothers and show other men that we can come together and be a benefit to, to each, each other. other. Yes, that's the key to be a benefit to yes. each other. 
Because when I can look at my brother in love and with respect, because that's what how men interpret love. Men interpret love with respect. Respect. I, I tell and, I tell that to Armani all the doggone time. I said you can't disrespect me. Like you understand, as a man, when you disrespect a man, it hits differently. It hits different, man. <laughs> no, it like, hits we, different. We don't play that. Well, well, even in the Bible, right? It tells a man to love the woman and the woman to respect the husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we, I, I don't need love. <laughs> we need some respect, right? I need the respect, and as you respect me, I interpret, interpret it that as love, as love. Yeah, and that because that, that there's an there's an appreciation and a sense of gratitude when I can feel the respect yes. that you're giving to me, and it's just been beautiful, man, just to see. Um, how God has grown um, your platform and and grown us together because we're, we're living in a time, man, where you have so many messengers out there. You Talk have about so it. many different ideologies. And, I mean, I think now you have this wave of this concept of the high value. That's what I was man. about to transition to because <laughs> so, I was watching this video today, and you and I talked about it last week about this high-value man, high-value woman. We'll talk about high value woman in a later episode or something, but we definitely need to unpack. What do you think about this high value man? Uh, it, here's my thoughts from about from it. the messenger from the messenger <laughs> that 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 coined that phrase. So, if and I, and I think his perspective on the high value man is really based on a man who's high earning. Yes. That's what it's really associated yeah. with. Yeah. But when you really break down high value, yeah. it's really determined by the level of emotional intellect and the inner work that a man has done. And I would say this, high value does not mean high functioning. Let's repeat that one more time. I'm going to repeat that. For the high people in the value back of the room. does not mean high function. Just because he's a high earner does not mean that he's high functioning, does not mean he has the emotional intelligence, yes. intelligence to be able to process his emotions while being receptive of your emotion. Because if I am Hold high- on, stop. God, dog, I got to just stop right here. But let me just do that. Lord Jesus, I just had to take a, a, a break. Go ahead. Because here's the issue with the high earner. Most high earners have a very egotistical <laughs> yes. mindset and personality. Yes. yes. And what is happening is you're seeing a lot of these men develop this God complex. Yes. And it's a God complex based on that I am in a space where there's not many men like me. And so since I am a commodity, I treat women as if they're nothing. Yep, as property. Something as that property. can be bought. Something that can be bought. And then you have these women to think and feel that they should be honored to be in your presence. They yep. should feel privileged. Man, it's the most idiotic <laughs> ideology ever. Because here's the thing. God, duh. My real value is really in the standards that I stand on. Come on. That's where, my, that's where the value that's is. That's where it should be. The value is on the principles. My principles are biblical. My principles are the God concepts. Yeah. That no matter what I earn, how do I treat people? My, our principles is the God concept, not the God. Uh, you said something a minute ago, God complex, because they have a God complex. So we're going to say that, that uh, our principles is on the God concept, so not the God, God complex. complex. Exactly. That's good. Yeah, that's good right there. Yeah, that's good. Because that's because that's how men, they, they'll, they'll acquire all this materialistic stuff and they'll be like, I am God. Girl, you need me. 
you know, and he's like, it's crazy because when we succumb to that ideology uh, or, you know, when women subject themselves to that level of treatment, then you're nothing but a piece of property, something that can be bought for some Christian Louboutins. You know what I'm saying? It's like, girl, whatever. You're going to accept what I'm doing to you because I'm buy you all this. Girl, go shopping. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, man, and it's a very toxic, it's a very unhealthy uh, and more importantly, a very dysfunctional yes. concept that I'm seeing a lot of brothers is you know that are like subscribing to this, and it's and again, you can go get an education, you can go get a great job, because let's 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 be honest, it's not hard to really be successful. Not by whatever you determine success. By what you ever and and, and what I mean financial. Is that, if you're consistent in what you do, if you're consistent in eating halfway decent <laughs> and working out at healthy. least three to four days a week, you, you, you'll lose some weight. Yep. But really what determines the level of any man, lady, is how does he function within himself? Yes. That's what determines a man. How does he function within himself? How does he process? Is he processing through his job, through what he does, his title? Is he trying to heal between your legs? Is he yep. trying to heal through what he's able to present to you rather than what he's rather to, uh, uh, what he can display yeah. through his character? Mm -hmm. Because that's going to define what a real man is, not based on what he earns. No, no. And that's what that's what really had me laughing when I was listening to this high value concept, high value man. And it was like, well, if you're making this kind of money and if you got these level of contacts in your, in your, you got other high value contacts in your phone and you can reach out to these people, then all these little different things created this high value. And it was all on something that is so doggone empty. And it's, it's people, all superficial. It's all superficial. And, and, and there are a lot of quote unquote high value men by that standard that commit suicide, <laughs> uh, um, that, actually um, become alcoholics, that's drug addicts, that's been married 15 times, that's womanizers, and, and by that standard, they're high value. So it's, it's, it's absolutely misleading, and um, I'm glad that we touched on that. Um, what else would you like to add on yeah, that? Because I, I think, too, a lot of, a, a lot of here's the, the real um, the premise of all of this, is that it's the little boy it's the low value boy who's hiding behind the high value, high value man, man, quote unquote. Yeah, because there's a lot of high, high earning is what yeah. I want to say men that are broken little boys yep. that won't address the boy because I want to show the man who's achieved. I want to show the man who's got the accolades. I want to show the man who's driving the car. It's no different than the brother who he walks into the bar and he, you know, he sets the Porsche keys yeah, on it. Around everybody, everybody, yeah. on me, everybody. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. Anytime I see anyone, male or female, who's become so wrapped up into what they do, I'm, 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 I'm sort of curious to what you are avoiding. Yes, that's good. That's good. Who are you hiding from? And many times they're hiding from the traumas, the issues that that really lurks in the rearview mirror of their minds. But I want to show everyone that I've made it. Mm. And here's what happened. You don't see 
those other parts of them until you deeply embedded in a relationship yes. with them. Yes. And that's when you realize that he's just a man with a job title. <laughs> there it is. But he has, see, he's committed to the job because the job gives him this validation of a paycheck, yes. of a car. But he's not committed to personal growth. There it he's is. not committed to personal development. He's not committed to a spiritual walk. He's not committed to himself when it comes to addressing his issues. But he would dress himself up to cover his issue just to show you these parts of him that will draw you, but they're not really going to keep, keep you. <laughs> boy, let me tell you something. Boy, boy, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Because those things is what draws you, and the character is what keeps you. If exactly. someone doesn't have character, you'll be, you'll find yourself miserable. You'll find yourself married and still feeling alone. You'll find yourself in a yep. relationship and still feeling single. Designer everything from head to toe. But you have no love. You have no connection because a guy can't even sit down and talk to you longer than five minutes. He's like, okay, I got things. Okay, you want to talk? Oh, God, what you want to talk? They just have no depth to actually have a conversation. None. None. And there's no way they're going to actually be able to be intelligent on your your emotions when they haven't even unpacked their own. And None. And, and, and that's what happens. So it's, None it's, 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 it's a crazy and, cycle. And I would say this is for some of these folks who are going to counseling, and, and, or should I say, who's getting coaching from these individuals. You don't need coaching. You need therapy. Yes. You need yes. real therapy. You Talk about the difference. Unpack. What's the difference? See, coaching works from a goal perspective. Therapy works from systems and work from models. There's certain theories. There's certain. It's a methodical process to therapy to where we are working from family systems. We're working from... Uh, uh, trauma uh, spaces, we're working from different dynamics that creates and develop the whole person. That's the difference. Coaching works from goals. Well, let's yeah. set some goals. Yeah. Well, coaching um, also is very surface in some cases yeah. because until you can understand the issue of a thing, you can't begin to unpack yeah. the symptoms of it because, as I say, depression is just a diagnosis. But underneath the depression, there's something that has manifested the over a period of, of time the depression that, yeah, yeah. that is causing the re, that that is causing you to lay in a dark room, that is causing you to become very withdrawn. Um, you, there's a loss of appetite. You can't sleep through the night, right? You having these anxiety attacks, and so that that's the difference. And I think so many of these people who are following these these folks, <laughs> you know, what I mean, I'm like, listen, you don't need coaching from these people. You need therapy. You need therapy. Because coaching is going to coaching is not even going to scratch the surface, right? And it's going to make you feel better towards it. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Be, It'll make you feel better because yeah. you 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 feel motivated yeah. because you are working toward a goal. Yeah. See, therapy is going to make you cry. Yeah. Exactly. Therapy is going to make you think. You ain't going to feel good in therapy. You're not going to feel good. Yeah. Because we're going to have to lift this bandaid up. Yeah. And we're going to have to go underneath and and, 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 and clean examine, that wound out. And examine this wound. Yeah. Like you 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 can't see you, you can't put a, a bandaid on this bullet wound. Yeah. No. Yeah. We're going to have to go in and extract the fragments. Yes. From this wound. That's how you really do the work, man. So what do you say to these brothers? <clears throat> Brothers that are, you know, they've dealt with um, a lot of men just haven't been present in our kids' lives or their son's lives. So what do you say to the brother who listening to this podcast and they hear about us talking about uh, our fathers, how we uh, 
got healed for ourselves and now as a chain reaction healing our fathers what do you say to the men that a i don't well it's different categories i don't know who my dad is uh second part of it is saying f that nigga i don't have nothing to do with him and or 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 c you know i ain't, ain't nothing ain't nothing wrong with me i don't even care i don't even think about it my mama did a great job raising me and i, I never even needed my dad to begin with those are good uh king i think number one as if you don't know your father, it's important to get to know who you are as a man. Yeah. As you get to know who you are as a man, it allows you to identify with who you were called to be. What is your purpose? What is your work? What is that thing? And I'm not talking about your job. and I'm not talking about your title. I'm talking about what is that thing that was placed in you for you to do on the earth? And that helps you to be confident about who you are. That gives you the sense of identity. When men don't have identity, men don't have a zeal for life. Men don't desire to live. That's yeah. why you see high-value men, yeah. when they lose their job, they lose their shit. Yeah. And this yeah. is when you see suicide yep. has really elevated from men who've lost their way because everything about who they were was wrapped up in their job. Yep. And here was the thing that God had me to really see. When all of that stuff was going on me with the with the ex and with the relationship, God says, yeah, there's an attack on your name, but this there's not an attack on your mission. I feel like Kermit the Frog right here. <laughs> That's not an attack on your mission. And what he did was he said, forget about what she's saying and what they're saying and focus on your mission. Terry's when I started to focus on my mission, which was my purpose work that allowed me to find my way. See, when you can get so invested and entwined with your purpose, that takes you back to your source of living because without purpose, there is no life. And if you have life, that means you have a purpose. So for the brothers that are out there, if you can just find what are you here for? Whether daddy is there or not, what are you here for? You are here more than just to, to, to make babies and to make money. You are here for a design purpose. And what men do is just like God told Adam, cultivate the land. Yes, yes. Cultivate the land. Enhance. Make better. And that's what we're doing. That's what you're doing with your platform. You're building people. You're enhancing people's lives to go click on certain segments to watch, whether it's about abstinence, whether it's about being married, whether it's about saving money, stepping out on your, uh, uh, your uh, dreams, on your dreams and yeah. all different things. And that's what I'm doing, uh, uh, building people through mental health, through sharing my story. That's where we really find our self-worth. And our when purpose. I got into that, I began to silence everything that she ever said. And what God said to me is, look how you left all of that so far behind. It will I'm, make you elevate from that bro, stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I kid you not, I'm, I'm in my hotel room. This is after I got through shoot, shooting with Taraji. I'm in my hotel room. And he said to me, this is why I wanted you to focus on your mission because there were people whose lives were depending on your story. <sighs> so had I got wrapped up in what she was saying 
got wrapped up in what they were saying, you would have missed your moment. And now, look, 2.5 million people lives have been able to be impacted Impacted. in some way, shape, or form, whether you deal with bulimia, whether you deal with anorexia, whether you deal with uh, uh, anxiety, whether you deal with depression, some way you've been able to connect through hearing my voice, but it happened by me focusing on on the mission. And if we can get more men who are mission-driven and not men who are driven by success, it will shift our families. Let me tell you something, boy. Let me tell you something. When I say you are on point with that because that this whole podcast launched from that, God said, all right, Letaris, all right, um, I need you to go ahead and, and um, create the platform. And before I kept comparing myself, and I share this a lot, people that's been on my live, is I kept comparing myself to other people that have gotten, you know, they got millions of followers. You know, the the Stefan Speaks, the Derek Jacksons of the world, the Tony Gaskins. I was like, oh, these people have been doing this for the longest and all this. He said, not the way you do it. He said, they're giving advice to people. They're doing that with, you know, focusing on women or whatnot. He said, I just want you to just show up and just just authentically allow people to go through your journey as you discover, uncover, and recover love. Just do that. I was like, well, how interesting that's going to be. That's just me just really being transparent, telling people all my business. He said, yeah, do that. I was like, hold on. <laughs> hold on now. You talking about I'm going to sit every week and just tell people, like, people going to judge me. They're going to be like, how is this? this is a Christian man, and he's and he's having sex outside of marriage, and he's doing this or whatever. He said, you ain't the only one doing that. Everybody doing it. So just be transparent. Yeah, but then people, he said, Letaris, walk in your transparency. I want you to keep it lit. And then he and then God gave me that phrase and coined it, living intentionally and transparently. And I said, okay. He said, are you scared? I said, I ain't scared. And so on April the 15th of twenty. 20, I launched a podcast where I sit here every day and just, well, once a week and share my journey and have engaging conversations with people such as yourself to add insight into my life to help me frame the type of woman and the purpose partner that God has designed for me. But it was literally me saying, this is my mission. And through that, people are being healed and and, and they're uh, being encouraged to love again and, and marriages are being renewed and restored. This like, I get so many inbox messages of testimonies. One day I'm just going to just start bro, reading because, these testimonies. Because, bro, you real. Yeah. Bro, and it's, people. A, it's, it's so many, it's so many fake people. <laughs> yep. Out there, it's so many people that are living behind these masks. They're living behind their their profile pic. They're living yeah. behind their social media platform. Bro, that's not a lot of people <laughs> that's very authentic with who they are. Yeah. Because they're too focused on perception. Yeah. So I want to present this perfected person. Mm. And, 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 and no matter what we are doing in life to achieve perfection, it's unattainable. Yes, it is. But if we are working through our purpose, it allows us to continue. Because when you allow, uh, I think the scripture talking about let wisdom uh, have work a uh, purpose, perfect uh, a work. Perfect work, yeah. So when you allow that to work perfectly in you, not for you to be perfect, but in you and through you, it allows you to connect with people. Yes. Because when you can connect with people, you can allow people to see themselves in your message. There it is. See themselves in you. 
And that's what it's about. There it is. That's what it's about. There it is. And that's the whole purpose that God placed us on this earth. As you transparently talked about you actually uh, having that bout with suicide. You know, people like, I can't believe he would actually say that. That's because you're saying, listen, y'all understand. Y'all could have been reading about me. (laughs) You know, exactly. (laughs) It's like, but y'all get it. God gave me a second lease on life. And now I'm going to use this as my testimony uh, to empower other people that are struggling with that same those same ideations to listen, your purpose can look like this if you hold on. Exactly, man. And 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 that's really where my humility is connected to. My humility is connected to the testimony. Mm-mm-mm. Because I could have had survivor's guilt, as many people do. Because there were times that I sit here and I I, I sat and thought that God, I, I know people who took an overdose and that was it. Yeah. And they didn't take it nearly as what I did. And I'm like, these people didn't wake up. Yeah. But I realized that, okay, God, my mission and my focus needed to be on what you called and chose me to do. Because he said, I handpicked you. And when and, and God said to me, man, because I, I truly believe this, man, I do believe God has favorites. I believe that. <laughs> and I believe that there are some people that God called and there's some people he did this, eulatarius. UJ. Yeah. These people, special anointing. You, they, these people that he said, I handpicked you. Yeah. I knew you before I formed you. Yeah. In the, 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 in the womb of your mother. And so when I began to embrace that, I no longer saw uh, uh, myself to live in shame and to be guilty for surviving. I now saw it as a joy and an excitement to now really live in what he called me to do. Because now my greatest fulfillment, man, is to operate not not through my job. Because, see, you can fire me from my job. Yeah. But you can't fire me from this purpose. See, I can stop practicing. Yeah. And stop working as a therapist. But my purpose in building people, I can never stop. You go do it in some other. And I can go do it in some other capacity. Yeah. Because when I first started out, I started out with teenagers in group homes and foster care. You did say that. You know, I'm uh, uh, this year. I'm about to build. Um, it's called Kingdom Royale, which is a, a, a foster home for boys. Yes, and uh, but I forgot that That's you where said I started out at group homes and foster care. Man, it's called Kingdom Royale. I'm finna go into this big campaign, uh, raising funds, and it's about to be a how many beds? Twelve. Twelve. So oh, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be twelve beds. It's gonna be a luxury group home. It's gonna look like a little castle. Like it's gonna. It's a whole kingdom principles. They they're gonna we're gonna raise them up to be kings. And it's just it's a boys' home. And then I end up doing a, uh, a female one later. But it's it's straight. You're gonna be treated like like oh, a whole that's, different level. Man, that's gonna be awesome. It's man. gonna be absolutely beautiful. So, um, and that's what was so crazy because when I woke up on MLK birthday, I opened my eyes up and I said. God, I have a dream that this is a year I launch my my boys' home, my luxury boys' home. And and then I get a text message about 20 minutes later from a friend in D.C. that says, hey, I see you and Armani on Good Morning America. And I was like, why are we on Good Morning America? Because we did that interview back in November. And you know how it is in, in TV. You, you, you shoot a segment, and then you wait a couple of months for it to, to come out. And so we shot that in November. And then and she said, you still got time because we're an hour ahead. I, uh, she told me what time it was going to air. I, I looked at it, and I was like, wow, God, this is inst-. I said, this is, like, 
Ooh. so interesting. And I was like, here me and Armani, the son that I adopted, they're share, showing our story for A&E Court Camp. And uh, Dan Abrams was doing an interview about it and saying that this is the most you know powerful story of their uh, of their episodes this year of their season. And I was like, wow, this is. I said, okay, God, I hear you. I hear you one thousand percent. You know, That's and God you, is just God. Yeah, it's just crazy. So we're gonna have you come over here and pour into some of these boys. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. gonna have you. Go I'll back be on the basis. board. Yeah, you yeah. need a board. Oh yeah, we sure will. Yeah. So yeah, we yeah. gonna get I'll be on the board. Barnett. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's 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 only they gonna, they gonna have Hello King book. Yeah, Identity Crisis book. They gonna have everything, man. <laughs> that's like good. that's you know, man. That's what my heart is, and and that's what we're working on. We're launching the Heal Bro uh, tour. Um, this spring with myself and my, my co-host Marcus Smith, who's a former NFL guy who, who had his battles and bout with, with suicide and man, young brother, uh, just such a, a, a dynamic brother, man, that I've enjoyed mentored and, and, and also just enjoyed working with him. Um, we have our Kings talk show that will be out this spring as that, well. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that comes out this spring. And uh, I, I don't want to say what network, but uh, yeah. we, we're blessed, y'all man. Y'all some talks. Y'all some talks. Yeah, yeah. Nice so, little bidding war going on. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's been a blessing, man, because what we want to do is we want to show men images, pictures. And we want to change the depiction, the, uh, the, the depiction of how men of color are betrayed by myself uh, from the clinical perspective and just Mark is representing the everyday man. Yeah. And I just think, man, it, it's That's just an amazing space to be in right now. And when I look back at what God told me December 31st um, in uh, 2019 and to see what he did in 2020. Just a year. In just a year. During the pandemic. Let's talk about that. During, During a pandemic. pandemic. That's why I keep saying people don't understand that when you're a, when you're when you're a kingdom person like people, I don't want to make this even go longer because I'm telling you, it's years of famine. There's years of plenty, but God's people Man. still get blessed in the years Man. of famine. You don't, you don't have to go through. I mean, God allowed me to launch this whole podcast. God exalted your whole career in the middle of a pandemic. pandemic and so one thing is about the, the mentality and the attitude of gratitude to say, God, this, this didn't catch you by surprise. You didn't, the pandemic didn't happen. You go, Oh my God, what am I going to do with Jay's life? What am I going to do with the terrorists? These promises that I, that I've spoken, fill your name in the blank. What, what, you know, God didn't look at you and say, Oh my God, I don't know what I was going to do with you. I didn't put this into the equation. God has purpose over your life. No matter uh, whether you lose a job, whether you go through a pandemic, whether the whole year, United States and the world gets shut down. Your purpose never gets shut down. Nope. Because God will shut the world down to get you to recognize your purpose, to get you to where he wants you to go. Thank you, Jay, for being on the podcast. Because, you know, we can talk all day. Man, Man, when I tell you, man, you showed up. I hope people have been impacted by this episode. Uh, You have some are you going to have the merchandise drop, the uh, the Just Heal Bro merch that yep. we talked about? Yep, Just Heal Bro merch is going to drop this week. I'll okay. be posting it. Give me the and, link uh, so we, uh, where they can buy it. You already know where they're going to be able to uh, purchase it? Yep, you'll be able to purchase it from HillGirlHill.com. Okay, Hill Girl Hill. All right, so you did a partnership with Hill Girl Hill? Yeah. Good. See, that's dope. That's what I'm talking about. People are partnering with each other, so that's so dope. So uh, thank you so much for joining us on the yeah, podcast. Man. Always, Jay, brother. Man. It's good to be here, man. Man, you did the doggone thing. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Hill Brother Hill too, man. It was extremely impactful. So I hope that your takeaway was as great as ours. 
But here's my favorite part of the podcast where I manifest my future wifey. And this letter is going to hit a little differently. Dear future wifey, happy Black History Month. Your melanin in my mouth is gelatin. Let me say that again. Your melanin in my mouth is gelatin. I can't wait till we consummate and it's not sin. From friend to fiance will be our love trend. Like Billy Preston with you, I'm born again. You're so intoxicated, let me dive in. Nope, you're worth the wait. I can't playmate my godsend. I'll put a ring on it like Beyonce and upgrade you to a wife, no longer a fiance. Recite our I do's, make poetic vows. Our first kiss as husband and wife will part the heavenly clouds. The heavenly host will sing hallelujah while the devil says, wow. Baby, we abstain the game. We should be proud. He says, well done thy good and faithful servant. So we should take a bow now. Since I'm down there, I'ma go ahead and take advantage. Take you to ecstasy as many times as you can manage. See, this kissing is different. <laughs> oh, we's married now. Like the black eyed peas, gotta get that boom, boom, pow. Let me pump the brakes before I get myself aroused. I want you on my right side. In Spanish, that's derecha. You are my queen to be, like coming to America. Can't wait to love you to life. That's my greatest joy. First Corinthians 13, 11. You will get a man of God and not an immature boy, your future husband. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.